Hello everybody, welcome back to Good Boss. Thank you for joining me for the last guest episode of 2021. I cannot believe it. It's been such an amazing year chatting to some pretty incredible creatives. And yeah, this is the last um, Tuesday episode for the year. I will be having an episode coming out on Friday, so there will be one more, but this is the last guest one. And we're definitely ending on a very high note. Today, I am chatting with Ali from Alleyway Designs, a small design studio that builds brands and makes friends. That is literally her tagline and I love it. She has started solo and over the years, she's built a small but mighty team of really talented creatives. Her journey started in Bunbury, then brought her to New South Wales, and now she's back in Perth in her Frio-based studio, which we are in right now, and it is just beautiful. It is awesome. So thanks so much for coming on Good Boss. Oh my God, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be chatting with you. I was just telling you before, I've been following you since I was still in uni, and it's just been like really inspiring, like seeing someone who's like a solo female, like starting her own design business and just smashing it, you know, like it's, it's awesome. Oh God. I feel like those, like <laughs> all of those things are true. Yes. But in the same breath, I still don't feel like yeah. any of those things. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's cool that you, you know, can like, you know, young girls can look up to you and kind of can see themselves in your shoes in like yeah. five or six years. And yeah, yeah it's awesome. So I always start every episode with hearing a bit of a story. You've been in business for six years now. Oh my God. So what can you share with us that's happened? I think one of the funniest, maybe funniest, it's pretty cringeworthy, but in the same breath, funniest client interactions. It wasn't even really that long ago. It was maybe like three years ago. Oh no. Um, Client came on, great, no worries, lovely, lovely human. And her brand was, the business name was Wholesome Canteen. Mm-hmm. Great, no worries. And she was like a whole food, a whole food business. And we did all of her branding. Logos, great, no worries. Exporting the logo kit, sent it all to her. And she emails me back being like, yeah, this is like, love it. Really great, no worries. But the only thing is like my business name is Wholesome Canteen. And we've spelt it Whole Food Canteen. <laughs> oh, like, that's completely different. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I just spelt her name, her whole name wrong. I'm oh, like, my God. In my defense, she didn't realize until the last minute as well. But yeah. I think because the whole business was a whole food business right? as well that yeah. we just got the wholesome and the whole food completely mixed, completely mixed up. <laughs> and, like, I had done the logo so that the food in the like the double O's were like custom and like the yeah. double O's were nice yeah. and then it changed to wholesome and I was like, like completely different logo. <laughs> yeah. You had to like literally start from scratch. Literally pretty much redo the whole thing. Like oh all the my gosh. like the brand identity was like still there, but the word like wholesome, whole food had completely changed. Yeah. It's like ugh. Oh my gosh. Was it like a tight deadline kind of project? No, or? it wasn't, which is yeah. good. Yeah. Um and like she was fine. She was hilarious with it all. Like yeah. didn't even realise either until like exporting the logo kit. And yeah. She's like, oh my God, I should have checked that. And now every time I have a client, I'm like, on, Triple my, check. on my branding questionnaire, it's like exact wording to be used in your logo. Yeah. Now I just like copy. <laughs> Paste <laughs> into Illustrator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never make that mistake again. Oh, yeah. So I feel like that's probably the most cringy yeah. to an extent mm-hmm. and just... 
like I feel like we've all just done mis- like I feel mm-hmm. like I make mistakes every single day oh like, that's really reassuring to know actually <laughs> stuff up and you're like I should not have done that yeah. like I feel like spelling mistakes has happened all the time. Did like a whole print run of packaging and <gasps> spelt the word nurture wrong. It said nutcha. Oh, so no. Oh, my God. And you had like, printed the whole? The whole thing. Like the whole massive thing. print run. Like, oh, I don't, my I don't even God. Know how many bo- it was on a box. I don't even know how many boxes were there in the end, but just like one of those things that you like. And the client was Damn. like didn't realize either like let's just roll with it mm. oh so they used it yeah we kept it it's like wow. we're not gonna waste all of these yeah that's a lot of waste boxes yeah um so we just rolled with it and no one picked it up and we hope for the best in the second print run yeah we fixed it because it was it was custom like hand lettering so we couldn't really spell i mean you yeah. can't we should have spell checked essentially but yeah i think because it was like in a script yeah you just didn't see this the first yeah. r properly yeah anyway no, so that makes sense. We're all with it. No, oh like, gosh. person has picked it up. So yeah. It's crazy fine. to think people that um, write books and get like a thousand or more copies or like tens of thousands yeah, done. And like there's that. like those few spelling. Do you ever like read a book and see a spelling and you mistake? See the thing, you're like, that shouldn't be there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, I feel like I like look for them or like on a menu. Yeah. I'm like, oh, spelled that wrong. <laughs> Maybe it's because I make that mistake. I'm like, other people are doing it yeah. too. Like, it's okay. Like, yeah. reassuring myself. Yeah, exactly. It is very reassuring. I actually oh. had a huge mistake happen recently where I actually lost all of my photos from a photo shoot that I did with oh, a client. Oh, no. And that's like, you know, for a photographer, that is the worst. Worst case scenario. Yeah, worst nightmare, oh, no. you know. And, like, I don't know how people do weddings. I actually don't know if I've shared this story on here before, but. Share yeah, away. It was just, it was just. Insane. And I emailed the client and actually her birthday was the day after I emailed her. So I just gave her the worst news of her life. The day before her birthday. The day before her birthday. I felt so bad. And then I ended up messaging someone who's a wedding photographer. Like she's been doing it for years. I was like, maybe she'll just give me some advice as to how I can kind of handle this. And she was like, oh, you know, those can be um, like recovered. And I was like, I have formatted this SD card what are you talking about? And she was like, yeah, like, you know, you're, every time you buy an SD card, it comes with a free code that you can use to get like one free recovery on like one of oh those my softwares. God, no. Um, I had thrown away the packaging, of course. So I didn't, I had to pay for it, but I got the photos but back. But still, it's the photos. It doesn't yeah. matter. Take my money. <laughs> oh my God. I couldn't believe it. And I mess and I emailed back my client on her birthday. I didn't know it. At the time, it was yeah. the birthday. I just emailed her and I was like, subject line, amazing news. <laughs> emoticon, emoticon. <laughs> Ignore my previous Yeah, email. <laughs> oh, literally. I was so embarrassed and like oh. just felt so unprofessional, you yeah, know, exactly. from doing that kind of mistake. Yeah. And I was like, I told her like, I, you know, I really am looking over my process because it was my fault. Yeah. And I was like, this won't ever happen again because I wouldn't want her to like lose trust in me yeah. or like, you know, yeah. so... But she's a beautiful client. I feel yeah. like explaining the reason, well, not explaining the reason why I fucked up, but just yeah. being like, Ugh, like this is totally owning it. Just yeah. being like, I have no excuses. Yeah. I did this mistake. Yeah. I fucked up. It won't happen again. Yeah. I'm sorry in these uh, X, Y, Z reasons how yeah. I'm going to fix it. Or yeah, like exactly. How I'm going to do this. But yeah. I feel like owning your mistakes is like just one of those things that you just have to do sometimes. Yeah. You're just like, uh yeah exactly (laughs) happens to the best of us guys yeah totally like we're only human yeah these things happen yeah let's I would love to hear like how did your passion for design start (laughs) like 
Where does it originate from? I feel like I have always been quite, I mean, that's such such a cop-out answer for people that are creatives. Like, I've always been a creative kid, like <laughs> such a cop-out answer. When people say it, I'm like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> but in, like, I'm going to say that, um, I had, I remember when I was like really young, maybe like eight or nine, I had like, you know, those mega sketches that you could write and then they had the, they were like magnetic pen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had yeah. a mega sketch up. Yeah. And we used to drive home from, my mum used to run a dancing school. We used to drive home from the dancing school, which was like a 20, 30 minute drive from this um, particular school. And I had a mega sketch in the back of my car and I would just like do my alphabet and just perfect the letter A, Aww. perfect the letter A. Do letter B's like the whole mega sketch was like full with letter B's and then yeah. I move on to letter C and yeah, etc. So I feel like that is probably one of my earliest memories in terms of, I guess, n- now looking back, mm-hmm. being like, okay, well, mm-hmm. maybe I was destined to, yeah, funny word, but yeah, maybe it was like, I guess, always something that I was going to, it was pursue. always in you, yeah. And then I remember in primary school, I was the first person in my class to get my pen license, amazing, very exciting, <laughs> calligrapher in the making. I actually went home, got it laminated, <laughs> oh my gosh, and put it on a lanyard, and wore it around my no, neck. <laughs> oh my god, oh, the so pride, funny, <laughs> like, oh my god, Ali is so oh embarrassing, oh my gosh. But I feel like, yeah, that was that was kind of like the start of it. And yeah. then obviously just going through school, like whenever you had to do like a cover page or a poster or mm. something like that for school, it was like, okay, it's my time to shine. Like this is where I get all my points. Like this mm-hmm. is where all my marks sit. And you grew up in Bunbury, hey? Yeah, yeah. So I went to, mostly grew up in Bunbury. I actually went to nine different schools. Oh, my God. hilarious. Um, so I moved around quite a bit. I actually mm-hmm. didn't live moved to Bunbury until I was in year eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so before that, I was actually living in Bunbury before that. So I did like three years in Bunbury, a few years in Perth, a few years in Sydney, a few years back in Perth, and then a few years in Bunbury. Mm-hmm. So wow. like new school pretty much every two yeah, years. Crazy. So used to being the new girl. Yeah. But so you always had that kind of like creative, like love in yeah, you. I think and so. did you go to study? design at uni or yep so I had a gap year after I finished high school um I had the gap year which worked as a dental nurse which was actually lovely Mm -hmm. I feel like being a dental nurse is just like a very I feel like being a designer your brain works quite systematically Mm -hmm. or mine does quite systematically in terms of like having your process onboarding offboarding it's all quite systematic Mm. your filing systems and then I feel like being a dental nurse it's very systematic as well yeah so I feel like it really tickled my fancy in terms of like <laughs> organization you have, to have like all of your tools lined up for the mm. next procedure that you're doing mm. like whatever it is and like the organization that was just like mm. so nice <laughs> <laughs> I love um, it. and yeah did a year up at Curtin University in Perth and then after a year we moved to Wollongong nice and then so finished off my degree University of Wollongong oh there. okay so you finished it there yeah okay yeah so and the last years over there yeah what um brought you to New South Wales in the first place oh my god the more people that ask us this question the more we don't have an answer for it (laughs) I think we just we just wanted to change like the more now as I'm like as I'm a few years older living in Perth I just think the lifestyle we just weren't suited to the Perth lifestyle Mm -hmm. um which we just wanted to see change so we pretty much looked at the east coast and said 
because we're both from quite a small town, myself and my partner are quite from quite a small town. We looked at a map and we're like, okay, where's a good university that isn't smack bang the tits of a city? Like, mm. That was kind of our prerequisite and it was either Newcastle or Wollongong. Mm-hmm. We both applied to both unis, um, but it turns out that Newcastle didn't do the uni – oh, the course, sorry, that my partner wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So we both applied to Wollongong, got in got approved for a house and we're like amazing okay we're leaving yeah mm-hmm. new adventure yeah which like at the time like we were 19 oh uh, 20 yeah 20 I think when we left and mm-hmm. it's like at that age you just don't you don't give think, a fuck you don't, yeah <laughs> like you don't overthink you just do yeah and we did and that's it was the best awesome. thing ever did oh yeah that's awesome which is great and yeah. so you run alleyway designs oh, I try lovely <laughs> Um, first of all, where did the name come from? I I remember it was in Wollongong that I think I came up with the name. Like before that was like Ali Griffith graphic design. Yeah. <laughs> so original. Um, <laughs> I think that was my first ABN that I registered as well. Yeah. Like, this what, is great. what everyone does. Yeah, yeah. isn't it? Um, and then I remember sitting, driving home one day. I don't know where we're driving home from. And we just drove past an alleyway and I was like, oh, I um, didn't know that alleyway was there or like said something about the alleyway. And I was yeah. like, alleyway. 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 <laughs> I was like, design studio. Design. <laughs> and I remember going home that afternoon, Aww. going on like the ABN register, yeah. the register name, ASIC, whatever, whatever it's called. Mm. And then registering the business name then being like I'm gonna roll with this yeah and then I remember actually putting it into a logo and I was like this does not work at all (laughs) yeah too many letters the WA doesn't sit nicely double L looks terrible next to each other and I was Mm. like it's fine Mm. I have to roll with it Mm -hmm. so that's kind of and it's also a little bit punny being like Mm. Ali's way Mm. Ali way yeah but I love it because my name is spelled a double Y, and then alleyway spelt A double E Y. Like I feel like it's easier to change my name A double E Y rather than changing the business name. When you get married, just just do it. Just change it, like change the whole thing. So you're committed. Yeah, totally. In in like now in hindsight, I really should have thought about that. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's a it's a cool name. And so, how do you explain to people what you do if you're like? Meeting them for the first time, like um, I feel like you kind of lead with the oh graphic designer. Mm. I feel like I get stuck in the same trap of being like oh, I'm like saying just before mm. like thing oh I'm oh. just a graphic designer yeah. like and I'm really conscious of that yeah and I feel like every time I say it, I'm like don't say just don't say just don't say just yeah like, what do you do I'm like just <laughs> <laughs> nothing know, else it's just just yeah um. I think I lead with graphic designer and then, like, oh, what does that do? Like, what what, what does that mean or yeah. whatever? I feel like I just kind of lead with the, oh, like, say if you wanted to, wanted to start a business and you needed a logo, you would come to me and I would help you grow your business. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's a loose term of how I kind of explain to people that mm-hmm. essentially have no idea yeah. what we do. But it's a, it's a branding studio. Yeah. And you do branding, web design, yep. copy. Yeah. And strategy. Yes. Yeah. We kind of, I would essentially say 96% of our clients are branding projects. Wow. And then if a website comes after yep. the brand, they usually 90% of the time start as a branding client anyway. And then yeah. the website obviously comes after. Um, but yeah, I think we would just revolve mostly around branding and that's just yeah 
yeah, everything else falls under the category mm. of that. And what was the vision like at the beginning for <laughs> Alleyway Designs? Like, was it it was it what it is now? Did you have like a completely different vision or? No, I don't. I think at the start when I started it, there was just the vision of, like when I, I was at uni, I was still at uni when I started it. So mm. I feel like the vision there there is no vision when you sell something when you're uni. You're just like. Oh, mm. freelancing sounds fun. Like It's kind of like also what your tutors, I remember my tutors told me to start posting on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Um, so I feel like there wasn't any vision for Alleyway Designs until, God, maybe like four years ago until I was like, okay, this is working somehow. Mm-hmm. I'm s- still booked. People yeah. are still coming to me. Like maybe this is something I pursue. Um, so I was working as like a des- in-house, uh, in-house designer marketing for a coffee roasting company. Oh, cool. Um, so I worked there for a year, yeah. fresh out of uni. And then in Sydney. In, yeah, in Wollongong. Wollongong, yeah. yeah. Um, did there for a year and then I was freelancing on the side and it was just working and I was booking out and I said to my boss, I was like, look, is there any way I can just drop, like drop down to four days a week? Like I'm just, he was also a designer and he's like, yep, totally get it. Mm. Like if it's working, roll with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, dropped down one day and then obviously booking more clients and then said to him like three months later being like, can I drop down to two days? And then slowly just win my way out. And he's like, wow, you need to leave. Hire someone to replace <laughs> you <laughs> and leave yeah. and do your own thing. He was really supportive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he That's was, awesome. Yeah, a really great person to have. Mm. Just one of those. Yeah, people that you look up to that just give you permission, I think, to do something. I feel like mm. when you you say all these things like, oh, I'm going to go freelance, it's all nice and have those years, but actually pursuing it and having someone to be like, yeah, do it. Yeah. Like, and kind of gave me that extra push to be like. Gives you like confidence as well, yeah. like reassurance that you are going in the right direction yeah. and like it's all worth it. Yeah. yeah. And he said, he was like, if it doesn't work. Just come back. Yeah. Oh God, I hope I don't need to come back. <laughs> I'm crawling back. Um, wow. Yeah. So that was, yeah, really yeah. good. And it's, that was four years, three, three years ago now, I think. Oh, I went wow. Time, that you left. Crazy. So oh, I don't know. All the years blur into one. Yeah. Especially with COVID. Oh, my God. We don't count those years. <laughs> no, we, we don't do. count those years. <laughs> I still have to look at a calendar when I'm putting dates or something to be like, is it 2020 20 or 21? Like, or is it 22? Yeah. I don't know. Especially oh coming God. up to the end of year now. Yeah, I it's like definitely. I never got around, I never got used to writing 2020. Yeah. Wait, wait. Yeah. What you, yeah, no. 2020. And then. And then 21. It just, that yeah. never sunk in. Yeah. Never sunk in. <laughs> anyway. Bizarre year, definitely. Um, and how did you get your first sort of handful of clients? I was actually trying to remember who my first, first client was. Mm-hmm. And I cannot for the life of me remember oh, what no. my first client was. Really? No. Oh I feel like gosh. I should. It's like a pivotal thing. Yeah. I also have terrible long-term memory. <laughs> my partner's always like, you should know this. I'm like, I can tell you exactly everything we have in our pantry, but don't ask me for like, something that happened four years ago. <laughs> Where did we meet? Yeah, exactly. I forgot. No, I cannot remember for the life of me what my first client was. Was it like someone you knew or was it like... Complete- I feel like it would have just been through like a friend of a friend of a friend. Yeah. One of the girls that I went to school with, um, she actually started a web 
design business. Yeah. And she was obviously designing websites. And then I think she had a client that wanted a website that didn't have a logo. And then she messaged me being like, any chance um, you could do this logo for Mm -hmm. this website client? And I was like, oh, my God, yeah, of course, great. No worries. Here's my invoice for $200. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that old every time. Yeah. Um, so I did, I think, a few clients with her of just like literally just doing a logo for these website clients. Um, and then I feel like they were pretty early on. But like my own actual client, I have mm-hmm. no idea. Mm-hmm. I feel like I should look back at my archive <laughs> folders to yeah. be like. Who was it? What was that yeah. very first like invoiced mm. real client. I remember calling my dad being like, dad, what do I put on an invoice? <laughs> He's like, uh, date, <laughs> name, ABN. I'm like, okay. what? What else? <laughs> what else needs to be on there? That's so funny. Yeah. Were you sending them as like a PDF at the start? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Just no idea. Well, that's the thing. I couldn't even find my first invoice because obviously now I use zero. Yeah. But. Yeah, no, you know, mine my would, first one mine would have would been literally be like a PDF. so deep. Yeah. How many zeros do I put before the one? Like, zero, 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 one. <laughs> so ambitious. <laughs> like I'm oh going to have a million gosh. invoices. <laughs> that's so, so funny. funny. I just hit three digits recently. Oh, that's exciting. And I was like, oh, my like hundredth invoice, I think it was recently a few weeks ago. And I was like, oh. Yeah, but having like the one extra less digit. zero. Yeah. <laughs> Good things that satisfy us. Yeah, literally. Oh my God, um, so and funny. you've like have a pretty niche slash very like identifiable and di- I oh my God, I can't say that word. <laughs> identifiable. There we, go. there we go. Style with like your branding. Is that something that kind of, have you always had that style or is it something that you kind of refined over the years? Because for me, like when I look back at work, you know, a few years ago, like I want a buff, you know, I I don't do that style anymore, but I'm just curious for you. Like, how was that? I like looking at my, it's funny hearing that from an outsider's perspective, because looking at my own work, I don't see a style. Really? Okay. But it's funny hearing you say that. Oh, like your certain style. I'm like, what style? Yeah. (laughs) Can you let me know? I love it. (laughs) Well, it's like, it's it's very colorful. And it's a lot of like chunky lettering. Yeah, it is. Very um, cool. Lots of illustrations, but like you, like I wouldn't call your style like neutrals, for example. Like yeah, okay. You kind of stay away from that, and so I love it from an outside. I, I feel love like it. I've never really been told. Yeah. Or like really had the conversation of being like, do I have a style? Yeah. <laughs> like, tell no, me what I my love style it. is. <laughs> um, no, I feel like, I, yeah. I mean, I guess that just comes naturally that you don't. Mm. It's just an unconscious thing, I guess. I'm attracted to. I guess what I like and then I guess that turns into my style and then the clients, prospective clients see that and they obviously are attracted by the same thing. So Mm. I guess my style is just, yeah, defined by what I'm attracted to at the time. Well, where do you get your inspo from? That is such, such a hard, not loaded question, but just like. Because another thing I really wanted to mention as well is like with your work, like whenever I go on your Instagram or like on your portfolio it's very different to a lot of the other girls I follow on Instagram I feel like there's this tendency and like I've fallen into the trap of just like doing whatever whatever is like currently trendy or like because I'm looking at other designers Instagram all day long yeah I just somehow end up 
you know, Doing producing yeah. a very, like it's, there's a very similar yeah. theme across the design industry, but I feel like you're just on like another level it's such, of doing like your own thing. It's such a trap. I feel like, look, like yeah. in, where you get inspiration from is so, it's so hard. Like, like, yes, you look at other, what other designers are doing on Instagram, but I feel like I, I used to follow like this not follow the same thing but like see what other designers are doing I'm like okay well that's working like oh I'll try not try and make that but like okay well like their feed is doing looking like this like oh maybe I could do that but Mm. it's I feel like now I just I have less of a filter in Mm. terms of what like I, I think I care a shitload more but I care less about I guess how it's coming across. If, mm. It's hard, yeah. hard to explain, but no, I get it. Yeah, I think just losing that filter of of what everyone else is doing, and like, mm. okay, well, this isn't what this studio is doing, or like these guys are breaking the rules because of X, Y, Z. And it's like mm. I just I was getting really worked up of like posting on Instagram, like, and then I wouldn't post for like two months because I just couldn't find the right thing to mm. post and like I was freaking out about this but it's like just have less of a filter mm. and yeah care less yeah like care less but in the same breath you're not caring less yes it's like yeah it's almost like waking up with bed hair yeah <laughs> like, I had this just like messy it. undone look but it actually took me three hours to produce <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about my Instagram yeah. <laughs> I love it. it. Yeah, I feel like it. So yeah. do you like look at other designers' Instagram a lot or? Um, no, I, I, I used to and I yeah. fell into the trap of producing work that I was seeing. Well, yeah. well, not producing work but producing, I guess, a similar style as yeah. what I was seeing what other studios were doing. But I feel like now I actively don't look at their profile like if they come up in my feed, great, no worries. Mm. But I try not to look at anyone's actively look actively at look yeah. at their profile to see what it looks like and how it's all sitting because it just doesn't it just doesn't really serve me anymore. Yeah. Um, so I think in terms of inspiration, it just kind of comes across. I feel like I still get a lot of inspiration from Instagram. Like I'm mm. following just such a different array of types of people of creatives. My partner's a carpenter so I'm following so many carpenters like I constantly I'm coming up with pictures of wood I'm like what am I looking at here but in the same breath like that is that's still producing a form of inspiration mm. and going there's an amazing bookshop down the road here and when I'm getting angry at my computer I tend to just walk down always come back with like a book which one I don't need Edicole Oh, on High Street? Yes. I love, I was there the Incredible other day. Incredible bookshop. Yeah, I love that place. Oh, so just walking around there yeah. is just, yeah. uh, takes me away from my screen. And mm. when you look at something for too long, you just start melting. Mm. And you're like, oh my God, I've spelt it wrong. Double checking your spelling. And it's like, okay, it's time to leave. Like, yeah. It's time yeah. to step away and look at other things. Yeah. And you're not like looking at, like just looking at other things. Yeah. Anything. And it's crazy how like even, how you can like, get these ideas from just going outside and like staring at the sky for a little bit like just that action of getting out of your studio and like getting some sunshine just can just like spark stuff in our brains yeah yeah something that you can't see before when staring at a screen Mm. I feel like I get lots of ideas driving home from work and I'm still trying to figure out how I can get my phone to record me like 
to be like, hey, Siri, record me. Oh. But she doesn't do that. She's like, I cannot do that. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So I'm like, save this to notes. And I'm yeah. like trying to verbalise Yeah, yeah, I do idea. that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. You should just start like, start like a voice memo or I something. I feel like I, maybe, I, maybe I need to use the word voice memo to be like, hey, yeah. Siri, start, start a, a voice memo. memo. Maybe that's or maybe you can use like a shortcut because Apple has shortcuts that you can use. Oh, okay. Look at this. To set up. Um... Um, that's going to be the first thing I do. Because <laughs> I always have ideas when I'm yeah. driving home from work. I'm like oh, pulling over. Like this seems so excessive. But I'm always like, oh, I should do this. I should do yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. There you go. Just, just yeah. got to drive around. But, yeah, just just laps around for Yeah. <laughs> yeah and is there away. anyone in the industry that you like you look up to that inspires you? Oh, my God. Everyone. I feel like. In, like, as I said before, I feel like being inspired by designers is hard because you just end, lead up, not designing what they're designing, but it's a really fine line being inspired by other designers. I think you can be inspired by the work they're producing and why they produced what they did, like Mm. the backstory behind a project. But I feel like I'm inspired by, like lots and lots of range like mm. like carpenters for example yeah <laughs> like weird yeah. not just necessarily not like just, creatives and, yeah creatives yeah. in all industries yeah can't pinpoint mm, it's kind of hard it's really hard yeah pinpointing one person i feel like i'm just inspired by i love bobby clark yes I rule thing for bobby clark at the moment yeah um the makeup right um no no painter oh i was thinking of <laughs> Wait, what's that one? Oh, but I was thinking Bobby Brown. Oh, uh, Bobby Brown. My bad. No, I do like lip line. <laughs> no. Um, Painter, I mm-hmm. think she's incredible and she's also got a baby and like mm-hmm. just absolutely killing it mm. in terms of holding down a business, raising yeah. a small human yeah. and also I feel like she's very raw and very admitting to be like, today is fucked. Mm. My son has just ruined everything. <laughs> I cannot reply to your emails, mm. which I think is really nice. Mm. Just dropping the filter of like. Mm. That's the thing. Like sometimes um, it's nice to be inspired by something other than someone's work. Yeah. Like yeah. for me, I look at Tess Robinson and, you know, she's not doing a lot of the creative work anymore at SmackBank. So I don't necessarily, in, you know, find her inspiring because of her logos. Yeah. But I find her inspiring because of what she's built and like yeah. the life that she has now and the you know it's same the, thing like she's yeah exactly yeah. I'm I'm inspired by her as a human which is like yeah yeah I, I feel love like her. that's a better way to grasp it yeah like I'm inspired by humans not mm. by businesses mm. which kind of links into your tagline <laughs> good good humans uh, and yeah. yeah um I feel like I Alleyway's almost a retaliation against big agency vibe mm. I guess um, okay like I did some work at, uh, at a bigger branding agency and as the designer mm-hmm. I had no contact with the client which mm. I understand that there's a role for account managers account manager. and they totally have and project managers yeah and project managers yeah. like they have a hundred percent a purpose but being the designer and not having contact with my client I just found it really hard to design properly and like I feel like half the time you're designing for the human behind the business rather mm. than just the business or the human but the values and like the ethos that they have and yeah. everything else and I feel like I just didn't you only get that so much by reading like a questionnaire like there's only yeah. like, top you're only scratching <laughs> the, the surface. surface yeah 
now I'm like, okay, now my designers have direct contact with their clients. Oh, wow. Um, obviously, pending the project, it was like just like a illustration or something. Mm. I'm like, yeah. I kind of manage that. But if it's like a full branding from start to finish, I'm like, your client, you're like, you do, mm. you do that. I'll kind of like sit over here and like watch. But yeah. Um, I feel like the designer needs to talk to the client. Yeah. If you want to design with like heart and with soul, mm. I feel like they need to have that contact. Mm. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. There are a few people that I know that um, don't necessarily talk with their clients. Mm, okay. um, yeah, I've got a few friends that just kind of email back and forth and, you know, everyone's got their own way of doing it. Totally, yeah. Um, but sometimes I do get a bit surprised. I'm like, I can't imagine you know, not having a conversation with my client and, like, not taking it that step further. Yeah, yeah. like, even even over by email, I'm, like, way too <laughs> – like, it takes me so long to write emails because I'm like, oh, my God, and how was your nephew's birthday party? And, like, <laughs> oh. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I get to the end, I'm like, yeah. by the way, please find a test. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. like, wait, yeah, way too personal. That's why Who's... it takes me so long to write emails. Yeah. Just constantly emailing. <laughs> Who's your ideal client? Just a nice human. Mm-hmm. A nice human that is inspired by what they're starting. Yeah. I feel like is it can be any, like I'm never restrictive on. Industry or. Yeah, yeah. no, never. I'm taking like, yeah, never restrictive on taking on clients because of the business that they're starting. I feel like as long as they're starting it with a good intentions mm-hmm. not just making for the sake of making mm-hmm. or uh, with like a profit I guess yeah like yeah it's hard to work with someone who's not inspired like you said it's yeah. just feels a bit weird yeah it feels yeah. stale and it doesn't feel like I feel like all of my designs are quite um I feel like I just really crave that connection mm. which therefore maybe speaks into the design Mm. who knows oh I even have the same feeling if I'm doing a project that's like a hobby for someone Mm. I don't know if you feel this but if it's like a client's not if it's not a client's actual business and if it's just a hobby it's like a different vibe to it it's like a bit less important to them they're a bit less determined a bit less motivated and it's like oh yeah or if it's like the other flip like the other side of the coin being like you're just talking to a board member of a company of a big company and they don't really have much mm. affiliation or like heart involved in the business. They yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to get this done because yeah. the bigger boss told yeah. them that they had to to get this design done or whatever mm. it is. Um, so I feel like that's hard when the client doesn't have as much like passion mm. in what they're doing. But I feel like the ideal client is just someone with an open mind and someone who is nice mm. essentially. I love that. As people. Mm. And with your branding projects, do you have quite like a binary, like one way of doing things that's like, okay, get the client, have the, you know, discovery call at the intro and then da, 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 da. Or do you kind of like take things as they come, like depending on who the person is, depending on what the project is, like do you not give yourself too many restrictions? I feel like I don't give myself too many restrictions but in the same in the same breath, there is also an element of process that you need to or like mm. an element of a timeline that you mm. kind of need to follow or like a method of like what you do. You start here and then you kind of work downwards. Yeah. But in terms of 
actually like being rigorous and following no this must come yeah. next this must come next because some people are like that yeah, yeah. no if the clients That's like oh you. no first we need to do the packaging i'm like yeah no worries like it's it, it's takes on client for pride mm. um, no project's the same so i feel like a set of rules mm. isn't going to fit yeah but in the same breath there obviously is a pattern that you a process that mm. you do need to follow and that your brain kind of works with yeah and is that something like your process is that something that you learned from someone else or that you kind of just figured out and I now think just stumbled like stumbled into it along the way yeah um yeah just by making a shitload of mistakes mm. by realizing like okay we don't we have to do the color before we can do the packaging because mm. obviously you can't do the packaging if you mm. don't have color mm-hmm. or whatever it is um i feel like just by yeah making a lot of mistakes you figure out what works and what doesn't and mm. if you have an idea you try it with this client doesn't work yeah but also i think tailoring each project per the client like some clients don't they don't want the fluff in an email they just want to be concise like this is what's happening this is very structured mm. and like I feel like you have to tailor your That's tone so true. of voice to how the client wants to be spoken to. That's so true. Whether yeah. it be I feel like there's a name for it. Um anyway, there is a name for that. Yeah. Um but yeah just tailoring picking up how your client speaks and then not yeah. mimicking but almost responding to them in their mm. tone of voice or mm. how they want to be spoke how they're responding back. Yeah. I was listening to an interview with um, Melanie Perkins, CEO of Canva, uh, for those who don't know, and she was saying that she was meeting with these like venture capitalists in LA and she had been told by someone to like mimic someone's body language. Ah. So she was like sitting across the table from this, you know, big dog. investor, <laughs> big dog, and he's like, you know, the typical like man like leg over knee type thing and like arm over the chair (laughs) and she just like slowly like moved into the same (laughs) position because she had been told like that's what you need to do you need to like mimic someone's body language (laughs) I don't know if that ended up helping her in any way in the end um but yeah yeah, it is important similar thing yeah just like doing it via email yeah and also like some clients gosh I have some clients that are like yeah, take your time, like no rush. They're like so yeah. easygoing, um, you know, which can be good or bad, good yeah. and bad. Yeah, totally. And it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a deadline. <laughs> <laughs> Give me direction. Yeah. She's like, no, do what you want. No, but and then you've got some clients that are like, okay, can you let me know what dates we have coming yeah. up? Like when do you need my feedback for? And they want like all the dates yeah. in advance. You know, they want to be organized. Oh. So... Yeah, you kind of have to. You, yeah, you yeah, totally just have to adjust. work it as to how the client works. And mm. Yeah, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, like I feel like you just still, still figuring out mm. every day. Mm-hmm. Is there like a specific area of your business, whether it's strategy or logos, that you kind of prefer, like secretly? I to do. As much as I bitch and moan about the admin. I love the admin really? in terms of like talking to the clients, like client liaising, setting all their folders up. I have like never setting said- it all up in Asana. I'm like, oh yes. Oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> funny. Like all the designers that kind of come on, they like obviously I invite them into the Dropbox, into the Asana, and everything else, and they're like, oh, these are so neat. I'm like, I know. <laughs> this is my favorite all thing to numbered, do. Like so. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Real, real. Um, 
very anal when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Just like my brain trying to compartmentalize, compartmentalize all the things. Like if I do neat folders, it'll just make it better. That will make it so yeah. much easier. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I really bitch and moan about the admin, but in the same breath, I love it. Mm-hmm. Sending invoices, oh. contracts, it's, love it. Love it. <laughs> um, but no, I, I mean, I, lo- I love branding. I yeah. love talking to clients about their brand and really diving deep and leaving no stone unturned, mm. I guess. And then having their response when they get their first logos is like my favourite thing. Ever. Yeah. Like, I mean, sometimes it's not the best like reaction in the world but yeah. in their reply they're like holy shit this is amazing or like you've just hit the nail on the head you're just like oh, <sighs> the satisfaction yeah relief oh. yeah um I feel like that is one of my favorite things mm. sometimes they're like this isn't right and you're like okay no worries mm. let's try again mm. or like let's tackle this this direction or yeah. whatever it is and I feel like just getting on a level with every client mm. is so nice mm. And in terms of strategy, is that something that you were taught at uni? Because I remember like at uni, they taught us like a little bit of strategy, but not a whole lot. And like, it's so different when you actually get out and start working with clients mm. compared to what, like, you know, how they taught you to do at uni. Yeah. Um, and also like what kind of, because some people don't even do strategy as part of their process. What kind of made you inclined to make that an important thing? I think I do I do my own strategy, mm-hmm. um, but in terms of actually presenting that to the client, it changes a lot in terms of who the client is. and Because sometimes a str- I, I need to do the strategy for myself to comprehend what their business is, how they're going to pursue it out in the world. I feel like sometimes it doesn't always come across <sighs> – I guess to the client but I always do internal strategy and it depends if the client ends up seeing that or not okay so you don't always deliver no not always okay that is very client dependent yeah um and some clients they don't really care for the strategy at the end of the day like I feel like they care of what the final product looks like but I've had clients that are just like oh like what do I do with this like Mm. Like, okay, you're trying to explain it, but mm. in the same breath, I think I always personally do a strategy mm. of how I get from A to B, but it changes if I end up presenting that to the client mm. or like, I guess, what package, they, what they've signed on to mm. for, yeah, to work with us for. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool again, how you're like super flexible. Yeah. Because like, I feel like some people deliver strategy to every client and like, you're right, sometimes people don't need it. Yeah, and they don't yeah. – and it also depends on the budget. Like, mm. I love working with smaller businesses, but they just can't afford strategies. Mm. And, like, it takes a lot It takes a lot of time and it doesn't mean I don't do my own mm. strategy to their yeah. business. It just means that I'm not spending that extra time, like, I guess, jazzing it up yep. and putting it in, like, this proposal and, like, doing mm. all these, like, extra bits, how you present to the client and mm-hmm. then also – changing all the wording so that they can actually physically mm. understand like because using all these buzzwords these other words I'm like I can read it great but then you send it to the client and they're like what do these things mean like what what are KPIs or yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah what are all these like weird USBs. words yeah exactly yeah. yeah um so I feel like you're also changing the whole thing again that the client can di- like digest it all mm. um and those smaller businesses they just 
can't afford that. Like mm. the fact that they're actually paying someone to do their branding is a huge step. And yeah. sometimes strategy just isn't allocated in their budget. Yeah. Which totally is, fair. It enough. is what it is. Yeah. If I feel like I really value those smaller clients and if I want to keep them, yeah. I have to be okay with not offering strategy to every client. Yeah. That's a sacrifice that I'm willing to make to still help those small businesses yeah. out and still make my service affordable for them. Mm without always including strategy mm. which like I'm sure a lot of other designers will disagree mm-hmm. with that and think that strategy should be involved in every mm. project but yeah I don't think so I think it really depends we can indeed agree yeah. to disagree yeah <laughs> um, but yeah totally yeah. project per project per project basis yeah um, depending yeah the client mm. as well so I would love to talk to you about hiring and yeah this really exciting process that you've gone through to kind of expand your team and like bring on more creatives so can you talk to us a little bit about that whole process and how that started I feel like it started I was just yeah I actually did my first hire in smack bang in the tits of COVID which is like such a funny thing I remember just getting all of these projects and I was like I need I can't say no to any of these projects like they're all so good and so exciting and I want to take them all and I was talking to my bookkeeper Mel like bless her cotton socks best human ever (laughs) talking to her and she's like you need another designer it's as simple as that you cannot do all of these projects in like the time frame that I've obviously been, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Like, mm-hmm. I can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. She's like, you need to hire. Like, there is no other way around this. It's time. And you never really have the budget to hire. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. You're never going to have, I guess, like starting business. There's never going to be right time. You're yeah. never going to have enough money. Yeah. Like, you just do it. No, say the punch. And deal with it. Mm. And at the end of the day, like, they get paid before me. Like, Mm. yeah you figure it out at the end of the day and if it doesn't work it doesn't work they're designers they understand the industry that we're in that it's just as futile as anything else in the Mm. world um but I remember interviewing for that first (laughs) my first hire this was (laughs) like July yeah last year okay no year before 2019 what year is it (laughs) <laughs> when did what year did COVID start? Yeah, the year 2020. before. Well, COVID technically started in like September 2019. Yeah, okay. No, it would have been like March, April. Yeah, like June, July. I think I put the post up and then I was interviewing July. Yeah. And I remember like absolutely shitting myself for the interview. Yeah. Like, I'm the one interviewing the other person and I was like, this is terrifying. Yeah. And I remember having like two coffees before <laughs> and sitting in the interview just like with shaking hands, like sweat like dripping down my body and I'm just like, oh my God, this is terrifying. Hello. Oh <laughs> it's God. so much worse than any other job interview Aww. I've ever like been in myself. Yeah. But yeah, just it's, it's terrifying. Mm. It's scary. You never have enough money to do it. Mm. And I just... Best thing you ever did? Best thing I ever did. Mm. I love them all. Yeah. And they're all, I I think I was really conscious of hiring someone that had a different style mm. to mine. I didn't want someone coming on that looked like design style was the same. Like I didn't want them to produce the same work. Okay. I wanted to bring in a whole nother element. So I brought in Kat who was my first designer and she's just the most amazing illustrator like she's incredible Mm -hmm. um and 
like I am not that strong in illustrating so I feel like bringing her on was just like just elevated everything and now I can offer these amazing illustrations with if a client wants an illustration like I can kind of bring Kat in and she can do the illustration and just elevating areas where I lack that's amazing like yeah I don't know I feel like you have to notice your strengths notice what you're shit at and then hire someone to do the thing that Mm. you're shit at like Mm. that was kind of the method that I took with that um yeah best thing I ever did was it a subcontractor kind of thing yeah she kind of started subby um started as a subby and yeah but hiring is terrifying Mm. it's always going to be terrifying you're never going to have enough money for it but there also just having someone sitting next to you is incredible to talk to like hey what do you think of this yeah does this look feedback like I remember doing a logo for an acupuncturist and had like done all these like logo things and she she came over and was like um not to be an arsehole but that one looks like a tampon (laughs) oh my god (laughs) sometimes you just don't see it just having another set of eyes was like oh my god (laughs) you're right oh my god it's a tampon like once you see it you can't answer it Um, just having another set of eyes is incredible yeah and like it works both ways like mm. I'll obviously look over their work and they're like I'll still get them to look over my work to be mm. like, what do you think of this? And That's awesome. Like there isn't a hierarchy. I mm. feel like we're all just designers mm. working under the same name but mm. we're all just like designers trying to figure mm. it out as we go along. That's really interesting that how you said that you weren't necessarily looking for someone that has a similar style to you mm. because I feel Not like I've heard that a as in, like, I've heard the opposite a lot. Like, a lot of people I talk to say, you know, like, I need to find someone and I need to kind of, like, mould them into doing what yeah. my business does. And, yeah. like, I think that's – you look at it in a really, like, smart way because what's the point of actually having someone that does the same thing you do? Like, it's so much totally. more clever to have someone that's, like, a totally different style because now you can, like, offer more and, yeah, yeah you yeah. can, like, bring them in onto projects where you're kind of, like – struggling like yeah totally and it also opens up a whole new world of clients that would never be interested in your work prior until yeah this ex-designer came along and now they're like obviously client designing to that different clientele Mm. and just opens up the whole world of like clients Mm. that you can offer so I feel like uh, I'm I'm sure there's a fine line in terms of offering too much being Mm. too broad yeah Um, so I feel like I'm still being selective with yeah. the designers but in terms of their, mm. they just have different strengths in different mm. areas yeah um, and I feel like that's something that will yeah always like I'm not good at everything I, yeah. suck, I suck at some things mm. and the other girls are really good at them mm. <laughs> like, yeah it's important to like, be self-aware of that yeah totally yeah. or there's just things that you don't like doing yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh I would love to have someone do my bank recs oh I hate doing yeah. bank recs no. oh waste of time (laughs) yeah totally yeah i hate email signatures okay they are like my kryptonite (laughs) i hate them so (laughs) much yeah you mean like design them for clients yeah Yeah. and then like obviously they need to be coded Mm -hmm. so then make html so then it works on all the process yeah yeah and i started offering them like yeah email signatures like that's that's a good thing to offer like most people don't offer that it's great (laughs) and then i started doing them i was like oh my god i regret everything i hate these oh my god wait do you code them yourself no so i was okay oh lord like i'm not a coder well like i try really hard Mm -hmm. to be a coder but 
I'm not a coder. Mm-hmm. It's not where my strengths lie. Mm-hmm. So now I just have a developer and I send them to her and she does them. Yeah. Send them back. And I'm like, Amazing. this is incredible. Yeah. Why haven't I been doing this for like six years? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Just, I have someone code them on from like Upwork. Yeah. Just those little things yeah. that you're like, I hate doing this. Yeah. This is making me angry. Yeah. Who can I bring on or who can mm. I, how can I delegate this mm. so I don't have to do it mm. or to make it easier? Yeah. Yeah. Just email signatures. <laughs> so and are your designers remote or yep. are they they're all remote? Yep. Okay. All remote. Um, yeah. How do you find that kind of work? I hate it. You hate it? I hate it. Oh. Um, I miss having yeah. I miss having humans. Yeah. I actually have an intern now, which is very exciting. Oh. So I have a human in the studio again, which mm-hmm. is great. But I hate remote work. I mean it's great in the terms of that we can do it. We can remote work. Mm. It's incredible. Mm. It sucks though. Zoom's glitchy. You're not like having mm. that interaction with the person. It's so much easier to just be like, just roll your chair, look at yeah. the screen, oh. have a look at whatever they're trying to do, and then roll back to your desk yeah. rather than being like, see anything now? Please find a touch. Hop on Zoom now. Show your screen. Yeah. yeah. Show my screen. It's glitchy. What window can you see? Like, ugh. yeah. Yeah. Um, but in the same breath, like, I'm so lucky to be able to remote work and mm. to still do it. But I hate it. Mm. Are they all over east? Yeah. Yeah. Which I was obviously hoping to get back over there, but. Yeah. Borders? Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. We won't touch on that conversation. Um, yeah. So hopefully, once the borders up next year, I'll be able to jump between. Oh, cool. The two a bit more. So you'll kind of be going back and forth? I would like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, we'll see yeah. how things go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the plan was to kind of run. To kind of have both, have my fingers in both pies. Yeah. Of East Coast and West Coast. Yeah. And then you have that different clientele as well. Totally. Yeah. Which is amazing. Which is great. And I don't want to lose contact with the East Coast by mm. moving over here. There's a lot of good businesses uh, coming up there. There's just so many more people. Yeah. Um, which obviously creates more population, is more mm. clientele, more, more, opportunity. more everything. Yeah. More yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Whereas over here, it's just a lot quieter. Mm. It's a lot smaller. Actually, that is something I wanted to talk to you about like have you found a big difference between sydney's or like new south wales design industry and perth's so big yeah um so big it's very very different over here i feel like when like there's only i think there's like five design studios in perth Mm -hmm. like four or five (laughs) which is so restrictive in terms of like even coming fresh out of uni, like the um, Leah that I've got interning for us at the moment, um, she's fresh out of uni mm-hmm. and she was like, oh, well, all the design spots, all the junior design spots that these agencies open up, they're all gone. They're all taken by, like, mm-hmm. there's only five of them. Wow. And so she's like, I don't know what to do now. Like, what do I do? And I'm like, oh, like maybe design in-house for someone, like whether it be like, like my first was at that, at a coffee roastery and mm-hmm. I designed all the coffee bags. Surely there's more than five. Are you... Did you actually look that up? No, I totally didn't. No. Um, As in, like, it depends how big, I guess, you're talking about. Yeah, in terms and, like, of, and I feel like yeah. with the capacity to hire junior designers, yeah. let them kind of go through them and yeah. give them the opportunity that they need. Whereas over East, like, when you come out of uni, the world is your oyster in terms of, like, how many design studios, oh, wow. branding agencies. Like, there's so – even in Sydney alone, there's just so many mm. like, where you can pick and where you want to go. 
for every year I just sit. It's, it's, Perth is a small, small city, which means there's smaller, yeah. not smaller opportunities, but just less for how many students are coming out of uni. That's true. There's dozens and dozens, if not, you know, a hundred yeah, every so. six months, you know. Yeah. It's like, where um, do all these designers fit? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of creative people that are grew up in WA or live in WA, when they get bored is maybe the wrong word, but they eventually do go over east mm-hmm. for reason, where we're the opportunity. Mm-hmm. But, so I feel like we lose a lot of creatives to yeah. over there, whether yeah. they go Byron, Sydney. Yeah. That's like, so true. Like as soon as they kind of can, I feel like they go yeah. over there, which which kind of sucks for the city of Perth because mm. all of their creatives want the opportunities elsewhere so they but there's none yeah. Go, yeah so they kind of go elsewhere yeah. so I think it's a matter of there's maybe a hole in the market or like mm. something that needs to happen to keep creatives here mm. rather than going over east yeah because well I kind of see that as a positive I feel like if like if I was to move to Sydney I would be a very small fish in a huge totally. huge bowl yeah. you know whereas here I feel like there's a lot of chances to like actually build a really big design studio and like yeah. be you know comparative to the brand agency or yeah block branding or whatever all these other big ones are and because in Sydney it would be a lot harder to like yeah. you know build and build and yeah it's a, bl- it's a blessing and a curse isn't it yeah because you go over there yeah. and it's so saturated but in yeah. the same breath you can work you can jump between like you can work at all these different studios and get all these different experiences mm. and see how this studio runs or this one does it. Or mm. Whereas over here, when you're first coming out, I feel like you need that saturation and that exposure to lots of different things. Mm. And then once you kind of like settled, okay, I want to do this, that's when you're kind of like, okay, this is good that there's it's a smaller place, that there's a hard gap in the market. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's actually why I started working for myself, like mm. straight out of uni a couple of years ago and there wasn't anything around, yeah. um, you know, and, and there were a few in-house jobs that I found on Seek, but they all sounded so boring, yeah. like yeah. design this flyer and design this presentation template. Like it was like an architecture <laughs> company and I was like, yeah. I don't want to do this. Like yeah. I've just spent three and a half years working on such fun projects at uni. Yeah to then go and design a flyer every week like that just better than no, this. <laughs> that, that doesn't make sense to me so that's kind of you know for me why I was like okay well let me just work for myself and um you know find those amazing clients that yeah. way and and also also I feel like with junior um junior positions they always ask for like two years minimum experience. Like how do you expect me and to I'm get like, that experience? This is a junior position. What do you mean? It's so annoying. It's hard. Yeah. I don't know. How, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No, I feel Lost like that two, year, two years minimum experience is like how yeah. do you expect me to get that yeah. <laughs> without if, if giving every, me yeah. experience? Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're advertising a junior position. Like, yeah. Yeah. You can't expect a junior to have two years experience. Yeah. A junior is a junior for a reason. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But. And why are you hiring an intern? <laughs> <laughs> um, I got asked to go to the um ad uh, the ad girl. Yeah. La la la. <laughs> ADGA. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, portfolio review, um, for the students just coming out. Yeah. Of uni, so that was about two months, two three months ago now. Yeah. And just seeing the work that they were producing, I was like, these people are great. 
and mm. not and talking talking to one of the girls there and like yeah like hopefully I get the job like the brand the internship at brand or at block mm. or whatever but she was like yeah the pool is just like so small and she was like oh would you take on an intern and I'm like oh my god <laughs> yes like <laughs> I have a, like no reason not to yeah so why wouldn't I and I, I hated interning for free hated oh, it okay um so that was kind of my rule it was like okay if I bring on an intern they will be paid oh cool because I feel like how dare I sit on my like stool yeah. of privilege of like hypocrisy of like I hated interning for free yeah trying and- to like break the glass on like mm. I understand that everyone needs to like learn the industry but it's so mm. hard like I was traveling two hours each way to go and intern at this job mm. which I learned lots and it was great but in the same breath it's like I got rent to pay like, mm. like yeah people have bills for. yeah I actually have it's had so the same hard. thought of the same line of thought you know if I ever do hire someone as in you know an intern I definitely want to be paying them yeah. something and I feel like it probably will get them to it incentivizes them. Yeah, well. yeah, makes them take things a little bit more seriously maybe. Totally. Or, yeah. But how do you kind of differentiate then if you're paying her like from what <laughs> she's doing to like what your designers are doing? Is it that you'll uh, get her to do like some smaller tasks? or I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of threw her in the deep end. Okay. Um, She'll love that. Yeah, yeah, which like she grabs by the horns and she did great. Mm. Um, so I, yeah, just kind of, I guess, assign her to a project that I have to do later on in the week and kind of get her to do it first. Yeah. Kind of see what she produces. And yeah. sometimes it's the final result. Like, who, yeah. Like, and sometimes I will tweak it and be like, then when she comes in the next week, being like, okay, this is what I end up sending to the client. Mm. Let's go through what you did and then what I did and like, mm. let's pick apart the two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes she just, yeah. It's, I feel, and I feel like it'll change with each intern or with each yeah, human. Yeah. Um, but there's no rules on yeah. what I give her and what I don't. Yeah. Sometimes an email pops through that day and I'm like, oh, you can do this. Or like, this is the perfect mm. job for you. Or, mm. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, there is no, there's no structure. Yeah. There should be. There mm. really should be structure. <laughs> there should be structure in a lot of areas of my business. Um, but there isn't. Yeah. It works. That's the beauty of it. I'll yeah. keep doing it until it doesn't work. Yeah. How how do you kind of manage um, communication between like you and your team? Um, we emails, I guess, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but then all of my projects sit in Asana, mm-hmm. um, and then we kind of delegate sits in design okay. in Asana and delegate through there. You sign a task, yeah. certain things, or assign the whole project. Um, and then the little like the little chat box that's mm-hmm. on emails, yeah, like that little thing as well on Gmail. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we. Yeah, try and do Zooms when we need to mm. actually have a human mm. face-to-face contact or we're nutting some out or yeah. I need help with something or yeah. one of the other girls needs help with yeah something or just, yeah. Mm. But I feel like it just comes as sometimes they don't need help at all and sometimes just the whole project is done yeah. without much communication. Mm. Like I guess it kind of depends mm. how in-depth the project is and everything else that kind of comes along with it. Mm. But m- mostly emails and Zoom and yeah asana. asana yeah yeah asana's great i used to use it but i think i mentioned to you about monday yeah i'll have to show you actually after we finish um because i'm using it right now to have yep. all my notes up so it's Ugh. so good project management is so hard <laughs> yeah Ugh. 
feel I like know. there's almost too many platforms I know. that you can choose between. Yeah. Which is like, you're like, maybe I could be doing something better. Yeah. Which I kind of had that a few weeks ago. And mm. I was like, no, Ali, you've set up everything in Asana. <laughs> Shut up and stick with it. You it's don't it's working have well. the time yeah, <laughs> to exactly. deal with this. <laughs> so I feel like I just – I watched a few um, tutorials on how to use Asana better. Oh, there you I go. I feel like I was just using it poorly for okay. the amount that it can do. Right, okay. So yeah. we're going to stick with it. Yeah. Love it. (laughs) Something I have been really wanting to chat to you about um, and it's something that I've – this might be like my favourite thing about your business apart from the design that you produce obviously but your copy is amazing. I literally told told you this in like the first email I sent you. I was like we have to talk about your copy Um, and I've got some examples here because I just want to read some stuff out so people kind of get a gist of – the vibe that oh you God, kind I of go no for. The things that you're say. There we go. Terrifying. Okay. So first of all, your tagline, I mentioned it at the start, a design studio where we build brands and make friends. And I like how in your bio, just underneath that, you've got leapfrogging between Perth and Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> Even just that word is like so good. It's a nice word, isn't it? It's a oh, good word. <laughs> I love it. And then um, obviously your website is under construction right oh now. Oh, my God. So, Don't even talk to me about uh, that. <laughs> but I did get a little line as well that I loved, which was Alleyway collaborates with businesses led by good people and uses intentional design to build brands and spark ideas. Everything we create is designed to ignite an action, a feeling, a movement, or a conversation. That's like a little bit more like serious toned. Yeah. But majority of your copy is more kind of how would you describe it? Like I, describe me lighthearted. lighthearted. I feel like yeah. I just witty. Try, I try to not take things too seriously. Yeah. I feel like a lot of studios, agencies, whatever word you want to use, mm-hmm. they're quite intimidating maybe mm-hmm. is the right word yeah in terms of like if I coming on as a if I were a client coming into this studio I would be terrified and so I try and I guess another way I'm kind of retaliating against that big factory mm. sort of like agency vibe mm. is just trying not to take it too seriously like trying to have mm-hmm. fun with the whole thing and yeah and I guess just losing that what I usually type the first time usually is like the final product. Yeah. I try not to sit with things for too long. Like to an extent there is things that I do sit with, but trying not to sit with it and overthink it and filter mm. it and like, oh, but that's too casual and like, mm. oh, they're like this, this. Yeah. Like, just say the words you want to say. Yeah. Use your words, say the words. Yeah. Like just not having a filter. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like I it's a blessing it. and a curse. And it's funny because like a lot of um, copy for businesses will often like the tone of voice – of the business's copy will often reflect the tone of voice of the founder yeah. of the business. Yeah. And I feel like that's pretty accurate for you. Like <laughs> in your personal life, that's just yeah. how you chat to people. Like you're super casual, like, yeah. and that like reflects into your business. Yeah. And I really yeah. try and come across that for like, even the first email that I sent to a client, it's being like that lightheartedness being like, this is, this is my jam. Yeah. This is kind of how I speak to you. Like just setting that tone mm. straight away from like from my Instagram bio to the mm. first email to how I actually present my proposals. Like mm. the actual proposal doc just has like little little tidbits, like all kind of through it. And Cute. Yeah, just not taking it too seriously. Yeah. I think all. And I do – I have had help from Lauren who – Yes, um, I was going to ask. Did you work with a copywriter? I did. I did. 
Yeah. Um, I've worked with two copywriters mm-hmm. for my for Alleyway personal copy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the tone of voice has always been there and they just ran with what I had already, I guess, the tone of voice yeah. that I had already done. Established, yeah. Yeah, um, and they just kind of ran with it, which yeah. is great. So I have had help and pulled little bits of pieces, but... Yeah, I feel mm. like it just comes from it comes from the heart, and I mm. try not to filter it too much. Yeah, because then you just get lost in all the other things. Yeah, and half the time clients don't know all the buzzwords that we mm. that we kind of use anyway. So mm. just like the buzzwords and talk to the human, mm. drop all the pretenses, mm. which is a blessing, I guess. Yeah, sometimes I love that. I say things and I'm like, "Fuck, I should not <laughs> have said that." <laughs> Just like too casual, swearing in your emails. Think about what you're doing every time. I love it. I think it's I think it's um, important for people to be genuine as well with their copy and realize that you can't kind of like make up this persona of well, I guess you I guess you know if you wanted to, your business could be like its own person and its own identity, but it's just hard. It's hard to hold. It's so hard. Yeah, you would almost well. I feel like it's hard when you're your own business or yes. like separating the two. Like I feel like I would need to like put on a second skin to yeah. be like, okay, this is like the alleyway skin that yeah. I need to put on. Or exactly. Like, I feel like I could not, I f- yeah, really hard to separate yeah. the two Yeah. because like you're just wrapped up in your business yeah. in all. Like it's just this yeah. terrible intertwining yeah. thing. Well, that's actually something else I wanted to get your opinion on about because I feel like you do – a really good job of being the face of the brand but also like not being everywhere and in everyone's business all the time you know like I want to know how you pull that off because a lot of people that I see and again everyone does their own thing you know there's no right way um but some people do like you know their face on stories like all day every day their face everyone their feed um that's kind of how they choose to represent their brand but like you're like a little bit more subtle like you post the odd photo of yourself here and there (laughs) is that like a conscious decision or Um, I think conscious of terms of I kind of hate being behind the camera Mm -hmm. and people in front of you mean sorry in front of (laughs) people aren't coming to my business for me I feel like they're coming for the work right so I feel like I don't need to that's fair enough yeah that's true I don't need to be the business. I mm. don't want to be the business either. Mm. Like it's it's nice being able to step back sometimes and if I don't want to, like if I'm not in the right headspace to post on Instagram that week, then I can actually like give it to Lauren to be yeah. like, um, like take over these posts or yeah. X, Y, Z. I feel like the tone of voice has just, it holds its own ground to be a person almost mm. without me actually being Mm. there um but yeah I feel like I just don't I also just don't really have the balls to put my face like to actually take like a story of myself yeah I would just like (laughs) and so like I really respect people that can do it yeah but Mm, it's just not sure it's just not something that I can do which is fine which is fine and it's cool that you're like okay with that and you're accepting that because there is just so much sometimes getting thrown in our faces Mm. about you have to like do one live per week. You have to get on stories every day. With the reels. You have to do the, the reels. TikTok you have to go on TikTok. The... Yeah. Yeah, the pointing. I'm oh. like, what is that? No. <laughs> Stop that. No. <laughs> I know. I could never do that. But it's cool that you kind of don't let these 
you know, Instagram being a huge corporation, like yeah. they are trying to dictate how we run they our totally businesses. Yeah. yeah. And it's cool how you don't let that, you know, I affect your business. I think the only reason I don't let it affect my business is because <laughs> I just don't have the balls to do it. Or like... Yeah, just mm. I feel like what I'm doing works. Yeah. It could be, it probably could be a shitload better. I have no idea. Mm. But if some things aren't broken, don't mm. fix it. Yeah. I feel like essentially like it works, let it, let it, let it work. Yeah. And messing with it too much just, yeah. Yeah, complicates things. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. But. I love that. Um, So... I've got a couple more questions, but we will wrap up soon. I wanted to ask you, what um, what are your goals? I mean, we are – obviously, this is the last episode of the year. It's halfway through December. We're going into a fresh new year. Oh, God, thank God. What can you share with us about what your goals are for 2022 and beyond? This year was hard. I think moving back to WA was, was hard mm. in terms of – running the business remotely moving to home is also just hard as a, as a human me as a person it was hard moving home um I left this place for a reason and I think moving back to it there's just a lot of things you need to break down to I guess enjoy the place again and mm. moving like I left here when I was like 19 20 so coming back I feel like I automatically fell back into being that age like okay. that was the age where I was here and where I where I existed here yeah like even being back like close to my parents like I go home and like open the fridge and I'm like what's for dinner <laughs> and then I catch myself I'm like I'm an adult <laughs> like I can cook my own dinner like how dare I yeah, ask that yeah so I feel like being yeah I just next year <laughs> next year I think I just want to approach this city and this place with fresh eyes Mm -hmm. just coming back to it in the state that I did with the world in the state that it was we panic moved back here Mm. we packed up our house in Wollongong in 12 in 12 hours and drove across the country like it was not a it was a conscious decision but it wasn't made in the right frame of mind Mm -hmm. which I think just ricocheted with everything and I think if I'm not in the right frame of mind that reflects across my business which I think reflects across everything, which Mm. in turn, like, was not profitable or, Mm. like, it was not a good business move moving over here. Like, I think now in hindsight, I would still do it, but I would do it so differently. But in it was just a matter of the circumstance and the matter of the borders locking and all the other things that kind of came with it. Um, So I think next year is just taking it day by day and trying to see... Trying to have fresh eyes, mm. I think, on lots of lots of different things, and approaching an old place like a new place, mm. like rediscovering the beauty hidden in this city that I left. Yeah, so I, I guess that's that. more of a personal. Yeah, yeah, that's like a personal one. Um, in terms of the business, I it needs I want it to be better in terms of being a remote business because, like, in the same breath, I hate I hate it being remote. So I feel like there needs to be find a better way that we can be a remote business, whether it be more fluid or bringing in the girls differently or better or mm. I just feel too disconnected, I think, with them being over here and maybe that's something that I just have to get used to. 
but I am going to try to explore to how to be a more close connected team by being separated by like 3,000 kilometres. So I think that's at the top. Um, I need to finish my website because, <laughs> yeah. like, how, what, what is a going hypocrite on? <laughs> not having a website. <laughs> I'm actually bringing on a designer to do it because oh. I cannot do my own branding for the life of me. <laughs> um, so I've, like, handballed that one off to be like, you can do that. Yeah. Um, so oh, that's very that's exciting. True. That's cool. So that will be finalised in the new year, which means the website will be finalised. Yeah. Getting lots of content up doing lots of shoots, doing all product shoots, personal shoots, team shoots, mm. lots in the works. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lots of work. Bring exciting year ahead. Which is even more oh. exciting. So you'll have an intern, an assistant. Yeah. And three designers. Yeah. Amazing. Ooh. Oh, and a web developer as well. Ooh, yes. Um, That's amazing. Like terrifying. Yeah. Um, so terrifying. I'm scared every single day. Oh, but that's okay. It's, it's like hard. It's, it's hard, isn't it, when you run your own business? Like, you can't escape that. No, it's always going to be scary. Yeah. Like, how the bloody hell am I going to do all of these things and yeah. manage all of these people yeah. and still have a life outside yeah. of this room? Yeah. <laughs> so I'll let you know when I figure yeah. that out. <laughs> that's the goal for next year. Oh, that's so exciting. Uh, Would your assistant be kind of just like admin tasks? And Yeah, just like helping out with... Yeah. I mean, I did say before, I love the admin. Yeah. But there is elements of it that I just don't need to be doing. Yes. Like I am a designer. Yeah. I should be doing more design. Mm. And at the moment I probably like I design a lot less than uh, what yeah. I want to be doing. Mm. So I need to I need to let go of some of the admin so that I can design more. Mm. Because in the same breath I just I miss designing. Mm. Like I all my designers get these great, exciting jobs. Like I take on this client, like, yes, this sounds great. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, wait, what am I doing? I don't get to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so like set up all the admin, doing all the invoices. Set up all the files. Yeah. Um, so I need to let go of that. Yeah. And start designing again, mm. which is exciting. Mm. I like designing. Yeah. Um, I just don't get to do it enough. Yeah. I feel like they're, that's probably the main, mm. yeah, goal. Yeah. And what are your best, I ask this to everyone, I love it, um, what are your best good boss habits that keep you healthy and happy in your business? Oh, um, I think <laughs> getting outside yeah. and doing something that isn't your business or that doesn't rely on you, yeah. like providing something. I feel like a good habit, which... I do, I do, I do this habit, but I also hate this habit is booking a class at the gym at five o'clock mm-hmm. because it comes to like four o'clock. I'm like, I need to leave. And like, I've made this commitment to, yeah, yeah, to the yeah. gym class. Yeah. Otherwise I will just like stay here forever. Yeah. So I feel like that is, but every day at four o'clock, I'm like, damn it. Why did I book to the gym? I hate this. I have shit to do. I don't have time for this. I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. I can't yeah. leave. I have to finish this thing. But. I'm not going to, like, skip out on this commitment that I've made mm. to my gym. I say them like they're, like, going to be personally offended. <laughs> they really don't care if I don't turn up. <laughs> but I feel like that's a good habit in terms of just getting you out of the office at the right time. Mm. And I also base my hours around my partner's hours. So he starts work at 7. or oh, so he's changed to 6.30 now. Um, so I try and just work my hours around his. Mm. So, like, being self-employed is so hard in terms of, working around your hours 
I think having someone or something to make your hours set. Mm. When Lou goes to work, I go to work. When Lou comes home, I come home. Mm. I feel like that's a nice rule that I've actually employed. I've had that for years. Yeah, that's smart. Of just working around his hours. Yeah. And also when I started paying myself, I was like, Mm. I'll just work myself and what he gets paid. like. Yeah. That checks out. That works. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> My partner and I do that as well. I was like, when should I pay myself? And we have a shared account and he gets paid yeah. at middle of the month. And I was like, all right. No, just do the Middle of the month it is. Yeah. Cool. Great. No yeah. worries. He seems to live on that wage. Why can't I live on that <laughs> yeah. wage? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I yeah. feel like there, those are two things that, I mean, what else do I do that's a good habit? Just organising your files. Mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> when, you, when that client comes back into your inbox in that six months time being like, I've lost all my logos or I've mm. lost all these things and you can just go back in your files and be like, yeah, easy. Here they are. I got you. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> or like, where's that one thing that I was designing this thing and you can just mm. look back in your files go to ideas and you're like, they're yeah. all there. Yeah. It's so nice. Especially when you're doing your portfolio for your website. Yeah. Just knowing yeah. where everything is. Yeah. Having the correct yeah. systems on all the right, yeah. yeah, it's a game changer. Especially yeah. bringing in, if you do bring in a subcontractor or whoever, yeah. that they can just go into the project and just get seamlessly it. see what's going on mm. within the project and mm. see where all the things are. I yeah. think that's a game changer. Yeah. Rather that's than just huge. everything just being like dropped. Yeah. Just like version one, version two, version three. Yeah. B1. <laughs> version one, one. Version two, two. <laughs> Never ending. Yeah. And then they're like, what's going on? And it just adds so much yeah. un- not unnecessary communication. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Just package everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> package it all. <laughs> Oh God. I love it. This has been so much fun. Oh, such a treat. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know it's a busy, Pleasure. busy period for you, so I really appreciate it. Um, where can people find you if they want to <sighs> look you up? You can find me um, on Instagram. I think that's probably the best spot with my mm-hmm. website being down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, Alleyway Designs is my Instagram. Amazing. I think that's probably the best spot. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. I will make sure to link that below. Um. Yeah, I can't believe this is wrapping up 2021. Know, isn't that wrapping up the year? It's also like one of the hottest day of the year. Oh like my, 39 degrees. I today. know. We're melting in here. I know. That's so why I'm wearing bike shorts. <laughs> I'm like, I need to wear the least amount of clothes <laughs> yeah. possible. I'm in pants and like a big t-shirt. I know. I'm like, Poor I couldn't wear. The, I could not wear what you're wearing today. <laughs> I'm melting. Yeah, I can't believe yeah. it. It's been an amazing year. Um, thank you, everyone that's listening for having tuned tuned in to every. Tuesday episode we've had some amazing amazing people um and I'm really excited for next year and to keep this little podcast going so if you've enjoyed this year guys and this episode make sure to leave a review and a rating and also don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode moving forward um as I mentioned episode coming out on Friday that will be the actual last one of the year and then I will be back the 11th of January will be the first episode back so that's pretty much everyone's back to work week so I will see you guys then